Hey, what's going on, everyone? Yo, yo. This is Eddie. This is Marcus. And we're the Average Sports Guys. This is the Average Sports Guys podcast. Notice you didn't hear Adam's name today. Right. Adam is unfortunately not with us today. Um, yeah. He's actually at like a wedding. So not his wedding because he's already married. Right. But uh, yeah, he's at a he's at a wedding. So let's go. Uh, hopefully we get him back next week. For sure. But uh, today is episode 68. And we are going to pretty much do like every other sports radio show, right. the TV show, podcast. We are going to talk about the schedules. Um, we'll kind of go over some of the scheduling league-wide. Right. Um, more or less, Marcus and I will kind of just mention some teams we're interested in watching. Mm-hmm. Um and then maybe down the stretch, who we feel could make a push for the playoffs that maybe could be like a under the radar team, you know what I mean? Something oh, like sure. that. Um, and then we're we're going to really get into the NFC East mm-hmm. as a whole, as far as that schedule is concerned. Because if this is your first time listening to the podcast, myself Eddie, Washington football fan, and Marcus is an Eagles fan. Yep. Um, Adam is a Washington football team fan too. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to really get into the NFC East, kind of how we think that may shake out. Um, and it's an interesting back end of the schedule, Marcus, uh, which right. again, we'll get into um, here shortly. It just kind of, it's just like, uh, as far as Washington's concerned, it's like Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, Giants. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that's an interesting ending of the season. Right. And, you know, regardless of what everybody says about, you know, our division at this point, you know, in my opinion, there's, you know, ebbs and flows in, you know, five, five between five to 10 years when divisions are good versus when they're rebuilding. Right. Mm-hmm. So but for us specifically, I mean, at the end of the day, it's good TV because people still tune into, you know, these matchups with these historic franchises where everybody has at least one ring now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just great football. Um, the classic rivalries. I mean, it, you guys and the Cowboys are always on like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a cornerstone of the NFL. Though. Not this year, but yeah, I noticed just, that we're not playing on Thanksgiving, but um, just franchise like league history, wise it's just great football so i'm I'm excited for the season so yeah for sure um me too let's uh let me see let's get into the just the scatter teams in general right right give me a, a team that you're interested in watching uh for and 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 then tell me why for me, it's the Miami Dolphins, right? Okay. Um, I love the fact, uh, like, I love the pairing of uh, Tua with um, uh, Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. Like, that is something to watch out for. Um, I'm really intrigued by, you know, what they've been able to do um, last season. I mean, the defense is already there, right? And it's just, you know, fine-tuning that offense a little bit and then adding a true stud, number one, like Waddle can be. I think they're going to be great TV to watch. You're getting to it in year two. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching them play this season and taking another step forward. I honestly believe that they can be a tried-and-true playoff team if all goes well, if all goes like I think it's going to go. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so – 
they're definitely intriguing, right? I feel like Tua's going to have to show um, vast improvement. Right. The, there's no Fitzpatrick to come in and spell him. Right. You know, in, in, in some of those spots where Tua kind of struggled. Um, so you would you would think, right, year two, same system, full offseason. Um, I kind of feel like their offense got better. Right. Uh, now, to me, like they still need a running back. Um, so hopefully they can get that, you know, kind of sorted out before the season starts. But, yeah, right. no, I, I mean – Definitely, definitely intriguing to watch. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown aren't horrible, but they're there. You could you could definitely upgrade there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, as far as playoffs is concerned, I I do feel like right now, as it stands on paper, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they right. if they made the playoffs. I think I I had or or both of us kind of were hoping they made the playoffs last year. Oh, for sure. So I mean, yeah. I, I feel like they should be exciting. Their defense should be good. Yep. I mean, they, they, it's not like their defense to me was bad last year. I thought they were, you know, pretty solid. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, the team I'm going to go with, I think for obvious reasons, is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, for sure. I feel like they're going to have a turnaround season. Now, clearly as good as um, Trevor Lawrence is, uh, or or I should say was in college, I mean, he's going to have his ups and downs. Everyone does. Right. Uh, But I'm interested, you know, like with the Urban Meyer-led team, how that offense is going to look. Obviously, you pair Lawrence with... um, Travis Etienne. Right. Yep. And they got another receiver for him, too. That he played Ooh, with. Who did they get? Um, At least I thought they did. I'm pretty sure they did. They got uh, this kid. Um, was it Jalen Camp? No. So it must have been ETN. Oh, I'm thinking of Joe Burrows, man. Oh yeah, yeah it's all yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think they could be good. Now, defense wise, again, right? I, I'm not entirely too sure, mm-hmm. but I mean. Trevor Lawrence is is going to command a lot of eyes. Oh, you for know what sure. I, mean? I I think the viewership numbers are going to be high. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're Jacksonville ownership, you have to be happy about that. So for sure. Um, other teams, I would even say the Bengals would be an interesting team to watch. Dude, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Facts. And um, Joe Mixon. The, Joe Mixon's back there. Yeah. Um, then they still got the other receiver they drafted. Was oh, it last yeah. year? Was it Higgins? Yeah, I think it's T. Higgins. Yeah. Yep. So his his, his development could Oof. be good from year one to two. That's a good. That's a good uh, three headed beast of an offensive onslaught. Like you got a stud, like tried and true veteran running back, and then you got two stud young receivers. Yeah. So I'll give you one more team I'm interested in watching, following per se, and 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 then if there's any that you have, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The reason I say that is they Mm -hmm. literally brought back their entire team. So I wonder how they play in year two together versus year one. Like, do they get better? Do they regress? Do they stay the same? Because my guess is they're not going to win the Super Bowl. That's just my opinion. Um, Take that for what it is. For sure. You know, but um, I still think they'll be interesting to watch. I mean, Brady is always good TV. Love him or hate him, right? right. Like he's he's both uh, a hero and a villain. So you tune in. It's just just what you do for sure. 
for me, I'm going to watch the Carolina Panthers, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Sam Darnold, you got Christian McCaffrey coming back. He's got uh, a legit um, receiving core, if you ask me, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, good TV. Like, when does a like a guy like Sam Darnold, who was rated pretty high coming into the league, you know, get help and actually gives a chance is actually given a chance to succeed. And I think he can definitely do that in Carolina. So um, I'm definitely going to be following that team a little bit. Yeah. So I think this is unfortunately do or die for him. Right. Um, you hope McCaffrey is healthy and stays healthy because then you're not asking Darnold to do a whole lot. Right. Right. Um, receiving core solid. Obviously they lost. Um, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, to you guys. Right. So, but didn't they pick somebody up in the draft? Uh, I don't I know why look. the the name escapes me, but uh, I mean. They, they did pick, well, I don't know about a receiver, but I do know they got um, J.C. Horn. Yeah, that was their first that round That was their first pick. round pick, but I don't know. I don't know specifically if they got a receiver. I got to look. Maybe in one of the later rounds. Probably. Um, or it was just my thought in my mind for them mm-hmm. to kind of replace the the departure of Curtis Samuel. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're, they're, their defense should be pretty solid. Um, overall, I think they could be a good team, a dangerous team on offense mm-hmm. if they stay healthy. Yep. And they're clearly going to go as Darnold goes. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good one to to kind of you know watch. Now, obviously, we're both invested into the NFC East. We right. love when uh, you know any team that's not our team mm-hmm. is is losing. Like you know. There was the unfortunate injury to Dak last year, right. but I didn't feel bad that Dallas really wasn't that good. Um, mm-hmm. I felt horrible for the injury. Nobody should, you know, be rooting for that. Absolutely. So um, hopefully he comes back, man, strong, healthy. All things are pointing to him being on track and and, and, and ready to go. Right. So that's what you want to see. Now, clearly with Dak in there, let's just go ahead and get into the NFC. So clearly with Dak being back uh, full go, um, their offense clearly can be lethal, right? I mean, oh, I felt sure. like they were averaging 36 to 39 points a game. So mm-hmm. in some against some of the opponents with a lesser offense, I could see them winning and getting by with a crappy defense. But I think their, their defense is clearly going to be their Achilles heel. Oh, for sure. Like, if you really look at that squad beyond the front four and even their linebackers because obviously they have Van Der Esch coming back and, and then, then they, they drafted Michael, Michael Parsons. Parsons yeah that secondary like as far as D-backs and safety safeties is nothing to be scared of like mm-hmm. they're literally um not terrifying so if you have a like a reasonably good number one and a good slot kid you're you're taking the top off the defense and they're forced to have to pay attention to your receivers more than your running back. And I think that's going to be their game plan moving forward. Um, just because of how stout their linebackers are, they're like, all right, dude, facts. We we can probably manage the run game, but receivers, I mean, their front four is going to have to get home this season. And mm-hmm. if they don't, um, it's going to be a serious problem. Because, I mean, looking around the league, right? I mean, I mean, well, actually more, more so the division. So every team in our division has a running back. Every team in our division has a reasonable offensive line. And every team at this point in our division has a, a relatively good defense that could potentially be top 10 um, just based off of personnel. So it's for me, it's more of a, a, a war of health 
and a war of who in a more more so a battle of offensive lines right because if your offensive line isn't good within our division you're not winning Mm -hmm. um period yeah because they're gonna get ate up you're gonna get ate up because everybody's got defensive tackles everybody's got defensive ends and at least one decent linebacker yeah so yeah, 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 and and just kind of looking at their schedule, so they they uh, kick off the season against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the first game of the season, September ninth, eight twenty. So it's right. a primetime game. Right. Um, so those are going to be the type of teams I feel like they're going to struggle against. Good right. defense, yep. and then a decent to better offense. I can see Dallas having problems with all of those teams. So just looking at their schedule, um, Tampa Bay for one. Uh, the Vikings, I, I I don't feel like are getting enough talk. Like right. they're, they're not being talked about enough. I think they could be sneaky good if you right. like look at their draft and and what they did um, there and and a little bit in free agency. I think they could put together a solid team. That's like uh, what is that? I was trying to see. That's on. October 30th, so Halloween. Right. So that's that's the end um, end of October. So, yeah, I feel like teams will really be in their true form by then. So there, I mean, you'll kind of know who the Vikings are going to be, but that could be a tough out. Um, Carolina, to some of the points that you just mentioned, they could right. be a tough out for Dallas. Yeah. Um, clearly the divisional games – I'm I'm always going to say they're going to play close. Mm-hmm. So like you guys are on there early with them. Uh so is um New York. New York early, yep. Yeah, early October. Denver, I, I'm not too sure how Denver's going to shake out, but obviously we're all going to have problems with the Chiefs. Right. Um Saints are a big question mark to me. For sure. Because we just don't know like the quarterback situation stuff like that. Atlanta could be another one that's you just don't truly know. And then even Arizona, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be careful with them. I was about to say. Like, Kyler Murray's got wheels. I mean, obviously they have, um, what's his face, um, Hopkins at the, as the number one, like, mm-hmm. definition of all-time catch rate. No, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, the, like, the Arizona has a dirty. potential to get busy on them. Plus, I mean, Dallas's season, you're going to know whether they're in contention or not. That's the last game of the year. Right. So it's either, or is it? Excuse me. No, it's the second to last game of the year, uh, January 2nd. Yep. It's so weird to see something on January 9th, like past like the first or second right? of January and that's, yeah. because they had added the extra game. Yep. Um, but they're going to know pretty much for the most part, unless it's like neck and neck between, you know, it's like a two horse race right. in in our division, right. but yeah, I mean Arizona is a team that could get them. Mm-hmm. The Raiders, if 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 they're playing solid, like for sure, they have a chance to get them. Yep. I mean, I can realistically see Dallas putting together like a five hundred type season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw something today. Somebody was picking Dallas to go to like the Super Bowl or something. They it's the same every crap every year. Year, um, just to go eight and eight. Basically, or or at this point, eight and nine, right? right so yeah. it's like, for me, with the Cowboys, they go as well as their coaching staff goes. You could never say within the past 10 years of Dallas that they ever had, like, a super crappy squad, like, talent-wise. Like, as far as talent, they're one of the better teams in the league. It's well, just... on f- offense, yeah. Well, especially yeah, on offense. Well, now, yeah, yeah, especially on offense. But even their defense, like front four and back to like linebackers like that interior is is always solid and they should in, in my opinion they should be better off than what they've been playing oh um, always but it always comes down to like crappy play calling or crappy coaching decisions like yeah. last year they had the like the worst like 
I think they were ranked like what thirtieth, thirty first in 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 uh, passing yards allowed or something crazy like that, just because how bad their secondary is. So they've got to fix that coaching thing. And I was in the barbershop getting a shape up today and talking to my barber, who's a Cowboys fan. No, he didn't mess my hair cut up. I'm fine. <laughs> um, like his biggest concern is well what are we going to do with Jason Garrett, right? Like what, like what, like not Jason Garrett, but what are we going to do with, um, what's his face? Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. And then, yeah. um, uh, what's the, what's the offensive coordinator? Uh, Kellen Moore. I think they got a new one this year. Didn't they? they probably did. But like off, like overall, um, just with the head coaching situation with Mike McCarthy, like what are they going to do? Because you have to produce, um, or did they get a new D coordinator? But anyway, keep going. Uh, but yeah, like, um, if they still retain Kellen Moore, um, they got to figure something out because, yeah, they, they'll put up points, but after a while, I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Dan Quinn. Yeah, they got, yeah, Dan Quinn. Is is their defensive coordinator. So they so should. Kel, they, so Kellen Moore's still there. So they should be better on these keywords, should be. Yeah, I mean, you would you would think so. Again, I think their their front should be pretty solid. Linebacking core, decent health, obviously with Van Der Esch, he seems to be trending in the same way as Sean Lee. Um, as far as like good, good player, but often injured. Um, like Randy Gregory. I mean, he wasn't really scary last year. No. Um, even Lawrence to a certain degree, like he, I mean, there were games where he actually showed up, but for the most part, you're just like, yeah, D-Law. So, I mean, right. hopefully, I mean, speaking of just like their defense and what it could be and what it should be they if they can't get home they're not they're literally going eight and nine or less um yeah but then again like i said everybody has a pretty good offensive line in our division so it's 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 a war of the trenches at this point so yeah so i mean i think both general consensus for us is right. is obviously glaring need or the thing to keep an eye on is is their defense mm -hmm. um i think they'll be fine against teams with like I said, not so good offenses. Oh, for sure. I think I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're definitely going to win some games. Um, I could see them losing shootouts just right at the end, like something unfortunate. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, I hate Dallas. Um, I mean, I hate Philly just as much, and <laughs> and 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 I hate the Giants just as much. Right. Like I said, like it goes both ways. I don't I don't give the Eagles as much crap is because you're sitting right there and you happen to be like my best friend. Um, but no, I mean, the hate in my heart runs deep for, for all these teams. Right. Speaking of the teams, let's get into the giants. So they Bro. open their season against Denver. Um, just the giants overall, I feel like health wise. And, and I say that because of like Saquon, um, I, th I think they're going to jump on some teams, man. What scares me about the Giants um, for me is their offense, bro. Um, just looking at their offense, I mean, you obviously have Saquon Barkley coming back, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got Kadarius Toney, who is a problem, in my opinion. Yeah. He's a big-bodied receiver. You got um, – No, no, Kadarius, he's not that big. Isn't he like 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, I didn't think he was that big. I could be wrong. Um, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, um, even even their like even their defense is nothing to really like. You, you really can't knock their defense. I mean, Dexter Lawrence. Oh, he's Lance, six foot. Six oh, he's six foot. foot? Okay. He's so he's you got skinny. He's so he looks small. <laughs> so he looks like yeah. 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 All right. So um, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Jabril Peppers, Logan mm -hmm. Ryan back there, um, Adoree Jackson. So it's like. Their, their defense is solid, and mm -hmm. 
those weapons they have, I think this is definitely a a uh, like a make or break year for um, Daniel Jones. I think they've done everything that they could to to surround yeah. him with as much talent as possible so that he can be successful. Yeah. It's just comes down to can he handle the pressure when the uh, pocket collapses and can he make the right decision more likely than not. Mm-hmm. Um, if he cannot do that or or lean on um, the run game with Saquon Barkley or – and that I mean a lot of that comes from coaching too, right? So, again, I think if Daniel Jones cannot produce a decent season this year, they're looking to move elsewhere because they're, they got a small window and – they, I mean, they're built to win. Like, they look great on paper, but the quarterback position is, for them, in my opinion, is the biggest question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. We clearly know this is it for Daniel Jones. Right. right? So this would be year three. I mean, they are looking like they could potentially be loaded on offense. Right. So, I mean – yeah, he's he's got to put up or shut up mm-hmm. um, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense, to me, like I said, I keep saying it, it, it's because like I clearly when when we played them twice last year, like just watching their defense, like their defense is pretty good. They're really and good to me. They were just like a a few pieces away from just being like a dominant, like being able to take over a game. Right. Um. So we'll see if if that you know, kind of transpires this year, but just kind of like looking at their schedule. I mean, clearly they're going to play, we're all going to play a lot of the same teams. Right. Um, I see like they're going to play Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Chicago. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm just kind of like comparing back and forth yet. Cause we don't play them. Um, they play the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so they're going to have some tough games. Again, right. some of the ones that I I don't think they'll have too much of an issue, and it's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. They, to me, they should be able to get Denver, Atlanta, mm-hmm. New Orleans. Um, oh, yeah. But then they start playing. So then they, they'll have Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, the Rams, Panthers, um, Chiefs, Raiders, Bucks, then y'all. Mm-hmm. Than the Dolphins, so I mean, there's a stretch of their season, like in the middle, that right. could potentially screw them over. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, like we said, it's 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 all on Daniel Jones, right? Like if he, you know, makes it through camp, looks good in camp, you know, makes good decisions, um, you know, gets the ball out, doesn't turn the ball over. Um, leans on the run game now that he has Saquon Barkley back, he should be fine. But I mean, time will tell. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you run down the Eagles' schedule? Right. So looking at my birds, um, we start off at the Falcons. So we start off away from home. Um, we have San Fran, um, Dallas. After that, Kansas City is going to be a tough go, but we do have them in Philly. So that gives us a smidgen more of a shot I guess it was what you could call it I mean we'll get into this later you know but talking about you know uh, stadiums opening back up um, for fans to attend I think that'll be a huge huge thing for us mm-hmm. um, we're at Carolina um, we're at the Raiders at the Lions um, what bothers me the most about our schedule is the fact that we're on the road a lot and we don't have a lot of consistent games where we're legit you know, at home for back-to-back games. Like, we're home, then away, home, then away, home, then away. And then on top of that, we have a super late bye. Like, our bye is in week 14, which bothers the crap out of me, which means um, we got to, you know, 
put our foot on the necks of the uh, Novacare complex and that team, because if you're a Philly fan, you know how much we hate the Novacare complex because we're the definition of, you know, you know, fake rehabbing players and then putting them back out there and then we'll never <laughs> see them again. Um, personnel wise. Right. So just looking at the team, I think we uh, in the off season, like prior to the draft, we um, addressed a few needs at linebacker. We got Eric Wilson, um, he had three sacks, three INTs last year, um, and 62 solo tackles. Like the dude's a problem. Like he's on an uptick. Um, Anthony Harris, he had a down year last year, but the year before he did have, um, six INTs. So just addressing the need with, you know, with guys that can produce and have been, that are proven to produce, um, is a big deal. Um, I think our biggest weakness still um, is linebackers because we do have a little bit of a weaker rotation. I do like um, Alex Singleton in uh, in run in, in run coverage and in, in, in protecting against the run and or in defending against the run. Um, I think he is a good run stuffer, but coverage wise, he's pretty trash. So just continuing to look at that position. I mean, Sean Bradley's there, but he's nothing really to, to shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. Um, our front four, I think, will be okay. I mean, but you also got to think, like, guys like Fletcher Cox are getting up there in age. Um, what's his face? Um, we have um, Malik Jackson. Um, he wasn't, like, great, great last year. He was okay. Um, BG's there, but he's getting up in age. Um, I'm looking for Barnett to stay more healthy. We did draft Zach McPherson. Um, hopefully he plays opposite of Darius Slay, um, but it's Maddox's job to lose, right? Uh, I mean, we addressed needs on the back end of that defense. I mean, I think we should be okay, but once again, the name of the game is health uh, with my Philadelphia Eagles, especially having a late bye week. Uh, Kavon Wallace, I think that they're going to – we play a lot of nickel anyway, so, I mean, linebacker is a decent position for us of, of need, but it's not that bad. I think we're sliding him into that, you know, that cornerback uh, – safety hybrid role and just mm-hmm. playing a lot of nickel corner um offensive line i think it's going to be the story of our season um i think jordan mylata based on what he did last year he's the clear-cut starter on on left tackle um we still got i think rel- relatively decent backups like uh andre dillard who was supposed to you know start but he got injured pretty early um, Landon Dickerson, I got this kid starting at left guard, but then again, the story is, is health, right? Um, cause he has a crazy injury history. Kelsey's great. He'll be fine. Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. If we can stay healthy. And when I say healthy, we're not into our, like our third and fourth lineman. Like even our backups are pretty solid. I think we should be okay. Um, and I also think that to protect our offensive line a little bit more, um, leaning on the run, um, having these guys run block more than pass protect because that's where most guys get injured because you got guys rolling up on each other and mm-hmm. things like that. And our backfield yep. is pretty stout. I mean, you're looking at Miles Sanders as the number one. I have a feeling that Carrion Johnson is going to make the team with Gainwell and either Boston Scott or Jordan Howard. I think Jordan Howard's probably going to be the odd man out because for whatever reason, he's not running the same. Mm-hmm. Like he he's, he's a little bit more hesitant when it comes to contact and running between guards and tackles um, since I've seen him last season. And then even like, like last season, he started off with the, with the Dolphins and got not too many carries. Right. And I think uh, it could be an injury thing. I don't know. We'll see. But it's going to create a lot of that competition, you know, in camp, you know, to get the best out of all those guys. Um. Wide receivers, obviously, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, um, Greg Ward, even Trayvon Grimes from Florida. He's he's, I think he's going to be okay. He could make the team. But the biggest question mark out of all of it, 
um, for us is offensive and defensive scheme, right? Like we have mm-hmm. two new guys. Um, one was the former cornerbacks coach um, from the Colts. Uh, his name is slipping me right now. Um, Jonathan Gannon. Yep, that's that's who it is. So he was our he was our cornerbacks coach. You know, he was uh, for the Colts, and then we have Nick Sirianni. You know, just watching, like I keep I keep saying it week after week because I'm trying to you know speak it into existence. Nick Sirianni is very good at breaking down tape, but the point but the point I'm trying to make here is he a leader of men? Number one, <clears throat> number two, is he a good play caller? Right? Like, can he mm-hmm. can he like read and adjust throughout the game based on what the defense is giving us from the first half to the second half? I think for us, that's our biggest question marks on both sides of the ball is how the game is managed and how the schemes are developed and implemented to best fit the needs of our defense and what we're built to do and then what our offense is built to do. Um, and, and I'd be a little remiss to uh, going back to offense to, to not talk about Zach Ertz still being on the roster as of this point, but we still have a good uh, a number two in, in Dallas Goddard who could be our number one moving forward. So, so let me ask you this. How, what's the over-under, right? How long do you think it's going to take? Before you ask me to print Fire Sirianni t-shirts. <laughs> I'll say this. So looking. My guess is week three. Right. So looking at our schedule, if we're not sitting, if we're not, I'll say this. If we're not two and one out of the first three games, they're going to be calling for that man's neck. Um, Bruh, y'all lose that first game. Lose that. Oh, it's, 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 it's over. Um. Nick Sirianni, um, you will not be able to get a single cheesesteak. Um, it'll be a rap city for you. Because I, I, like they're winnable games, in my opinion. You have the Falcons, which, you know, historically, I'll think of the past few times. we No, last year or the year before, we didn't beat them. But, like, on our way to the Super Bowl that year, we actually smoked them. Um, San Fran, they got a new quarterback there, right? But Jimmy G's supposed to – no, he's not there anymore, is he? No, he's still there. Okay, so Jimmy G is um, supposed to start, but Lance is – I mean – We'll see what happens in camp, but yeah. I think San Fran, I think we can get them. Um, Dallas, if we don't – well, I'll say this. If we don't beat Dallas and we don't see them until the last game of the season, bruh, that's going to be a long season for – So you, you – uh, If we, we got – I'll say this. Oh, the you tor- the tiki torch, and yeah, then at the end. Yeah. Right. So the tiki torches are going to come if we do not beat Dallas week three. Mm-hmm. We have to beat Dallas. We can lose the first two immediately if we do not beat Dallas or turn around at Dallas, it's going to be a long season and he's going to be hearing crap for the rest of yeah. the season. Well, and then just obviously from, from uh scheduling and, and right. just team perspective, like dropping divisional games is, is tough. It's crucial. You cannot and do it. Especially when like, I do feel like Washington will be much improved on offense. Right. Um, the defense hell should even be better. And then, like I said, you have, you have the giants who, I I truly think they're going to surprise some people. Oh, for sure. Um, I think Dallas is going to be Dallas on offense, mm-hmm. but by season's end, Dallas is going to be Dallas. Like, you know oh, we already I mean? we already so, know what happens in December, right? So, <laughs> so I think if you can if you can get through, I would say midway through the season, week eight or so, and the Eagles are around five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, You'd have to be happy with that. But then also you'd see, like, you want to see how the team responds to the new coach and coaching staff Mm -hmm. and scheme and and just how those things are going. Because 
I, I just wouldn't be shocked if it's just a rough season for Philly. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like I said, it, to me, it makes for good theater every Thursday when we record, which once the season starts, we'll go back to recording on probably sure. Wednesday or Tuesday um, so we can get our picks in and all that stuff before the Thursday night games. But either way, it's going to make great theater for a weekly podcast. For um, sure. Um, Marcus will be in here fired up. Pissed off. I got stressed out last season. Stressed out. And to think, like, <laughs> I've been dealing with that. So, like I said, I've, I've been a fan of the Washington football team since right. 2004. And that's all I've known, right? Like, right. we've had some competitive years here and there. But, it, I mean, it's usually doom and gloom. So, to see you dooming and glooming, Bruh. it sucks because you're my friend. But at the same time, it's still also hilarious. So, what I'm going to need you to do this season is consistently remind me that we have three first-round picks next season. Like, yeah, like just be like, Doug, you got three first round picks. Like, because I was trying to tell you that at the, you know, when he was like, man, why are they trading him draft? I was like, man, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. And you got three first rounders. Relax. Yeah, man. Um, so as far as Washington, so first I'll just get into the team news. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much like all the rookies have reported for like a two day mini camp. Right. Um, I don't expect much out of those things. Obviously, they're getting fitted for pads, helmets, all that stuff. They're gonna yep. have a bunch of meetings. They'll they'll you know probably go over concepts you know dig dig into the playbook things like that yeah they're gonna get get them out there on the field run them around stretch them out stuff like that mm-hmm. um, but I think it's it's more of just <clears throat> bonding with the coaching staff and um, you know setting the tone and expectations things of that nature so again I look forward to it because there's you know football players on the field in some sort of pad combination right um, so I mean it pretty much it's letting you know. You know, that grass is getting green outside. Mm. That sun is shining. Mm. Um, football, like right before you know it, man, um, it'll it's 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 going to show up. But um, one thing I wanted to mention before I get into Washington's uh, schedule. So mm-hmm. the CDC said today that pretty much if you're fully vaccinated, that you don't have to wear masks. Right. Um, right. Um, a, just on a personal note, how do you feel about that? We don't have to get into a long-winded thing. Like, this is nothing political. I, I, I know a lot of people try to make, like, the mask and the vaccines political for some reason. Right. That's not what we're doing. But we're everyday people that are affected by the coronavirus, the vaccine, right. and the masks. So, for me, um, and, I mean, I got to be careful. With what, well, I won't say careful, but it's. We're vaccinated, right? So we're not as worried as some people that are not, per se. Um, Mm -hmm. But what my fear is, is that people are going to take that directive and lose their minds. Um, And then we have another surge and then we're, we're shut down again. So I think that Overall, I just think we need to continue to be smart because we all like sports. Um, back when the coronavirus first hit the United States, we're all hurting because there's no sports for a while. Right. And I want to go back to that. So my sentiment at this point is to people, I get it, we're opening back up, but just be smart. We do not need to lose anything that we've we've worked towards and gaining back with um sports um, because we need that in our lives that's how i get through the school year Mm -hmm. you know i talk trash to multiple teachers even and and it's cool because it's not just the guy teachers there's like 
women teachers that know sports as well that mm-hmm. I love to go back and forth with. Yeah, I have female coworkers that, oh, are, for sure. that are all into sports, which right. is cool, which like, is great. And I they know just it. as much as we do. And, yeah. it's, and it's great to go back and forth in meetings and stuff. So we just got to keep that going, keep that momentum up and, and, and just be smart about just being out in the streets and watching these games. So Yeah, for sure. So to me, it, it kind of to piggyback off of what you said, it almost seems like, and here goes my analogies, right? Uh, almost seems like siblings that got themselves in trouble, they're on punishment. Then your parent says, all right, I'm going to loosen these restrictions. Y'all can go outside. You can do this, 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 and this. And to your point, you're saying, like, please don't go out there and act stupid. That's you reasoning with your other sibling. Like, please don't get me back on restriction. Um, I see it being just that. Now, my personal thoughts, I actually was having this conversation with one of my coworkers uh, the other day. And us having worn masks for so long, it all, I mean, it legitimately seems weird. You know what I mean? To like be in an indoor setting. That's not your right. house or something for sure. with no masks on. Um, Walmart, for example, you right. know what I mean? Like you're walking around Walmart and to just not have masks on. And, and it's not that I think it has anything to do with like the science or not. It's just the habit that we've, you know, become accustomed to is just putting it on so i feel like it'll be weird not wearing one for sure Um, but so the way i see it to me at this point it does come down to personal choice the reason i say that is because no one's gonna know who's vaccinated or not right like anybody can just say i'm vaccinated and okay so therefore they're not gonna wear a mask um my thing is if you're hesitant about not wearing a mask then just wear one you know what i mean um yeah but and and back to your point about walmart i mean you're already I mean, sorry, Walmart people like who like to go to Walmart. Like you already kind of skeeved out walking in there anyway. So it's <laughs> place is a cesspool. <laughs> it's so bad. It's a petri dish of bullshit. Right. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. So it's like even in like even in Walmart, please please people just take precaution. Just just, yeah. just be smart about it. Yeah. And I mean, I did like how you know they allow the people that are younger now, right. like sixteen. Yep. You know, and, and up can, can get it. And then I, I like, was it the other day, Pfizer or CDC or FDA? I mean, pick something. FDA, there it is. For sure. They said, uh, you know, 12 to 15 year olds can get the Pfizer vaccine. So right. at least like to me, those are the ones like that benefit the most from being able to be out and about per se because they're younger. You right. know, they, they really thrive off of you know, hanging, hanging with their friends and all that Facts. stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it, uh, I think it's cool. I mean, to me at this point, again, we've been dealing with this for well over a year. It, it comes down <laughs> to personal choice and decisions. Like mm. I get it. There, there are those that go against the grain no matter what. And it's just about to be reckless just cause, right. but I mean, what can you do about them? Yep. You know, um, I did see on Twitter. So I, my trusty dusty place for, for all things entertainment and uh, sports and news related, but no. So somebody was like, how, how are you going to differentiate between a vaccinated person and a non-vaccinated person? If mm-hmm. no one's wearing a mask uh, or, you know, if no one has to wear a mask and people right. were saying the people who got vaccinated will be the ones with the mask on. So I, I right. kind of thought that was like funny, but right. um, yeah, I mean, and then governor Hogan uh, starting Saturday, I mean, pretty much everything is, is open. Like there's no capacity uh, restrictions, both right. indoors and outdoors. Right. So I think originally he had said he was going to lift the mask mandate once. I think it was like 70% of the state is vaccinated or mm-hmm. something like that. So now with this new guidance, I don't know what Hogan is going to do. Um, but again, really at the end of the day, ultimately, if you don't feel comfortable 
like going out without a mask than just wear a mask, you know? For sure. And others, like, don't shame people about it. Again, right. like, this shit should not be political. It's just, not at all. I want to wear a mask. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just wear a mask. I don't yep. want to wear a mask. Okay, then don't. Um, so that should be interesting to see. Um, and, and, and so someone may pose a question. Why did you bring that up? It doesn't have anything to do with sports. Aha. Absolutely. It does. So Washington said that they're going to pretty much fully open the stadium this coming year. Now, yep. I wonder with this new guidance, are people going to still be made to wear masks in the stadium or not? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and again, if you're uncomfortable with it, A, two choices. Don't go to the game or B, just wear a mask at the game. Right. Um, now... Getting into the schedule. So we open the season against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. That, like, I'm hoping the Chargers um, play like they did last year in most of their games where they play extremely well, fun to watch. At the end, they lose, right? Right. That's what I'm hoping for because then that would mean it's a Washington win. Right. Then the other part of me wants to see how dominant our defense can be and shut down that offense because, I mean, they're mm -hmm. a good offense, right? Oh, um, yeah. And I feel like we started late last year, meaning the first couple weeks, yes, we beat you guys to open the season, but right. um, it just was slow going as far as, like, the defense at the end of the year and as dominant as they were. Right. Um, to me, I didn't feel like they were that at the beginning. Um, so I'll – Really interested in seeing how, how that's going to play out. Right. Like, I think, well, just talking about that game specifically, um, you got guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to worry about, mm -hmm. which I think your corners are good enough to hold up. But the real test for me is that left tackle, Rashawn Slater, they drafted, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like, is this kid Man, going his ass going to get eight up? <laughs> eight up. Right. Because here's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, I think as as – Great as your defense is, I think everybody knows your front four is the most dominant, period. Mm -hmm. Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Chase Young. And we get Matt Ioannidis back. Got Matt, yeah, Matt and I we got my boy Tim Settle who rotates in. Right, and I'm, and honestly, if he was not a, uh, a Washington football team player, I would totally have a Cole Holcomb jersey just off of the— Hold on, let me, let me pause. So— this just made me think of it. When you said a Washington football team player, that was way too long. We need a damn name. <laughs> like, we need a name. Figure that out. I, I, oh, man. Even, even if you guys call yourself the Riverboat Rons. I something. mean, something. <laughs> yeah, like, just put his face on the side of the helmet. Right. Um, I, yeah, that's why, like, I always say, and, and I just heard it. It's like, did it sound awkward saying it? Right. Because, I mean. I was uh, just like, I had to think about it. For, I, mean, like, I have to keep Washington in mind football myself. team player. Yeah, and, and, and that's, yeah. The, that's the hard part. But anyway, yeah, Cole Holcomb, man. I yeah. like the way that he stood up Zeke. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. that, you go down in infamy for that because not too many people can do that. Yeah. So, like I said, your, your team is stacked, especially at that offensive line. So, that first game, if you guys can get home like you should get home, I mean – Granted, regardless of who their receivers are, regardless of who they're running, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Um, even Austin Eckler, um, Justin Jackson, guys like that, like it's not going to matter well, because what, you're going to be able to get home. Yeah, especially – well, and then too, so with Ioannidis coming back, I feel like he's very good at stopping the run. Right. And then us drafting uh, Jamin Davis at, uh -huh. at, at the linebacker position. Right. Um, I'm really hoping we can plug some holes and right. shut down some run games. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean – 
I'm not going to do any sort of prediction as far as win loss. I know a lot of people get into that type of stuff because if I'm picking win loss, we're going 17 and 0. You right. know what I mean? That's just what it's going to be all the way to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, so now we do have a bye week in week nine. So again, week one, we're playing the Chargers. Week two, we're playing um, the Giants. So both of those are home games. Right. Then we go to Buffalo. Then we Oof. go to Atlanta. Yeah, Buffalo's going to be tough. Oof. That's going to be tough. And I'm happy like they're going in September and not December. Oh, bruh. You know what I mean? Got to get so, the hand warmers and the, yeah, and the cold gear. So we get that crap <laughs> right on out the way. Um, and then we're going to Atlanta, like I said. Uh-huh. Uh, New Orleans comes here in October. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs come here in October. That might be a fun game to go to. Uh, oh, th- for sure. Then we go to Green Bay mm-hmm. and... Then we're going to Denver. Tampa Bay comes here. Uh, then we go to Carolina. I'm actually going to that game, I believe. Going to go down to Carolina. Nice. So, you know, every year I told you, like, Chrissy and I, we try to pick a, a game to go to. Yeah, an away game to go to. Um, she has, like, no, like, she doesn't want to go to Atlanta. She has, like, she feels like she'd be bored in Green Bay. Um, and then Denver in October. Okay. You're about to get some snow. For sure. And she's not about that life. Uh, so Carolina, man, Charlotte down in uh, the week before you know, I'm Thanksgiving. Glad that you, I'm glad that you said that. I got to pick a, a game to go to. Um, yeah, man. I got to figure that out. Yeah. Figure out who wants to go with me. Yeah. Um, and then Seattle comes in. Right. Uh, then we go to Vegas. She did not want to go to Vegas. Right. Uh, then Dallas comes to town. Mm-hmm. So like the so, you know, the what? last part of the schedule, real quick. Right. Like I said, it's Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, and then New York. Like that, that is, is disgusting. But but that's primetime TV though. Like everybody's gonna be watching those games because, in my opinion, regardless of the record, like I think within. Regardless of what our, our records are going to be, I think within the division, they're going to be relatively close anyway. Yeah. And it's going to be like literally week to week and there's going to be changing hands of who's in first. Everybody talking trash to each other. It's going to be great football. That well, day. and that's why I think they did it and put it towards the end of the season. Right. Because there's always the NFC East dramatics. Right. Oh, it always comes crazy. down to one game. Like if this team wins, right. they're in and it's always playing, you know, Washington against Dallas, Washington against Philly, New York against Dallas, you know, whatever it's going to be, it always seems to come down to right. the the last few weeks. So we pulled a hammy who got the flu, you know what I'm saying? All that crazy stuff. So Yeah, but I do kind of like the quick turnaround oh, yeah. with playing a team and then you see them that next week. You know, it's like you play them, then you don't play them, then you play them that following week. Yep. So, I mean, that, that, that could be pretty cool. Um, I, and I think it goes back to, you know, for us within our division, now that you just mentioned that, next thought was, Who's going to be the team that adjusts the best? That team that makes that adjustment from you know half to half, um, game to game is definitely yeah. gonna t- it's, it's gonna win a division. Um, but you gotta you gotta make those adjustments. Yeah, man. So, what is your prediction <laughs> as far as the NFC East winners' record? I don't care who wins. The, I mean, clearly I care, but for the context of this question. What is it going to take record-wise to win the division? Ten and six, possibly. Um, oh, I'm so, well, no, it's ten and seven now, right? Yeah, it'd be ten and seven. Yeah, so ten and seven, and then what? Nine and eight. So right around there. Right. I was, but I'm thinking more so ten and seven. Just if you get ten wins, winning a division, just because of our yeah. schedules and the teams that we play, um, the yeah, the mean, back end some, of la- the back end of the season outs. is is tough. So I'm thinking ten and seven wins it. 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, so this the, I was kind of thinking about that this morning when I was driving to work. So I was thinking that 10 and 7, 11 and 6. Right. Um I mean, if you're winning if you win 11 games, yeah, you're it's it's a wrap. It's a it's a lock. And and I'm leaning towards that even with with the 10 right. 10 10 win season. Um yeah, it's it just I want our division to be back to what it like was. the tops of of the league. I do right. think it'll take a few years. Um, mm-hmm. but for now it's just, you know, the, the infighting within the division, right. it's a boat race to the top. So mm-hmm. hopefully, um, you know, Washington is there. I think if you're just looking at it from an unbiased standpoint, right. Which right. some people don't think I have the ability to do, <laughs> um, Washington really does have a lot of key pieces. They do. Put together on, on both sides of the ball. They do. Um, I mean, obviously we legitimately need like a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers, you know, God. I mean, clearly it's not going to happen. I, I I wouldn't bet anything on it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, man, stranger things have happened. I feel like I, f- I legitimately feel like if Fitzpatrick can stay healthy and not turn the ball over. Um, Great I, shot. I could see them winning 10 games. Great possibly. shot. In the, in the, in going back to your team again, the cool thing about the way your team is set up right now he does not have to be the reason why you win games. He just has to manage the game, in my opinion. Antonio Gibson, McC- Terry McLaurin, um, your offense is 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 definitely something you got to pay attention to. Well, yeah, especially if our run game it can produce. Right. He's not gonna have to be slinging the ball all over the place. Nope. If you can get out to early leads or keep the game close, you can still play your game plan, and you're not playing catch up when you're down right. 17 points and you've got to throw to get back into it. So right. if we can avoid those situations as much as we can, I think that just puts your team in a better spot to mm-hmm. winning. Let me ask you this before we wrap up the show: Name a team in the NFC East that you're most interested in watching, not named. Philadelphia, New York Giants. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Saquon back uh, in you know his true form, and then that receiving core. Right, like they're just dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of them, in my opinion, for the most part, is a burner. Like you have to pay attention yeah, they got to speed. them. So just watching that offense more than anything is what I'm interested in watching. And then, you know, just for when we play the Giants, I love the competition between Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley and them being both being Penn State running backs and them just, you know, just putting their foot in the ground a little bit more harder than they do with every other team in the division. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the Giants and that offense is what I'm looking forward to seeing. What about you? Um, I'm actually going to go with the Eagles. Oh, wow. um, no, no funny business here this time. <laughs> um, but legitimately, because I want to see how Hurts develops. Right. Um, but also, I'm interested in just the new coaching regime. For just sure. to see, because his initial press conference set the tone in a lot of people's minds that Trash. he's not going to be able to get the job done. Right. Um, so just to see kind of how things go. Again, I look for the overall, like, can you see what their vision is? Like, is it clear? Does it make sense? Uh, Because sometimes you don't necessarily have the talent that you think you're going to have. But if the scheme and the system and the culture makes sense, then it's about picking your guys. You know what I mean? As the time goes on and... 
that's what I'm interested in seeing. I don't necessarily care so much about your guys' win-loss record. I'm going to look at how your team fights do you give up like you did in that last game against us last year? Or do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or do you, like, just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, even if you get your ass kicked? So what? Because if you see the players giving it their all, they're bought into that system. Right. You know what I mean? So, again, that's what I'm interested in, in, in tracking and following. As long as they keep the RPS, also known as rock, paper, scissors, away from game time decisions, I think we should be okay. I could see Sirianni in the tunnel for y'all come out. Everybody bring it in. Bring it in. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. One, two, three. I could just see it. I could see it. And somebody but man, get that shit out of here. <laughs> Honestly, I, you know, if it, I mean, if it wasn't my team, I'd probably be pretty interested, you know, because there was a lot of talk coming out prior to the draft that we were going to draft a quarterback, right? Um, that they didn't truly believe in Jalen Hurts. Um, and I told you they weren't going to draft a right, quarterback. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, again, on the back end, we do have three first-round picks. So this is kind of like a test to see if we can, you know, if, if he can actually produce and do well with, a, in my opinion, a relatively decent offense and, more importantly, a healthy offensive line at this point going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more so looking to see if this is going to be a Colts 2.0 situation since, you know, our head coach and the defensive coordinator both came from the Colts, if they're going to bring some of that same philosophy well, to yeah, Philly. yeah, of course, of course. So, and then also, if they are, what tweaks they're going to make based on the personnel we have, right? So, Again, it goes back to scheme, game planning, adjustments moving forward. So I totally agree with you. If I, if the Eagles weren't my team, so I I definitely love to watch them. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, man. That about wraps it up. Yeah. So this again was episode sixty eight. This is Eddie and Marcus here. Uh, Adam's not here. He's at a wedding. Uh, so we wish him well. Yes, Hopefully sir. get him back next week. Sure. Um, but as always, head over to our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. Facts. All of the links to our social medias are there. Yeah. All of our podcasts are there. Obviously, we're on Spotify, yep. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yep. Like, everywhere you can get your podcasts, we are there. We always appreciate you guys for watching, or excuse me, listening. You'll yep. be watching soon. Yep. We'll see you next time.